As far back as I could remember, I always wanted to be a gangster. I don't want no scrub. A scrub is a guy that can't get no love from me. Hanging out the passenger side of his best friend's ride, trying to holler at me. I don't want no scrub. A scrub is a guy that can't get no love from me. Hanging out the passenger side of his best friend's ride, trying to holler at me. Are you entertained? The Scrubs Podcast. A new holiday was born. A Festivus for the rest of us. <laughs> we are back. It's a Festivus for the rest of us. Welcome back to a special edition of the Scrubs podcast on Are You Entertained? I'm Trey Alessio alongside Two Fly Tie Tide, Glove Lender Cam, and Cade the Turtle Killer. This will be the final Scrubs podcast of 2020. So Ty, Cam, and Cade are going to give us their top five lists after we break down the latest pop culture for you guys. Um, I'm going to sit this one out. I'm doing my top 10 lists on the OG podcast. Be on the lookout for that coming in the next few days or week. Um, we have a lot to talk about. This is probably going to be a long podcast, so strap in and let's get right to it. We're going to start with our pop culture headlines. Uh, movies and TV right off the bat. I think the big thing on all of our minds is Mandalorian Season 2 and how it ended. Um, let's break it down. So I know Cade is a big Star Wars guy, so I'll start with Cade. Cade, what were your thoughts on Mando Season 2 overall? I thought it was a great ending to the whole quest for the first two seasons. Perfect ending, but I mean, where are they going to go from here? That's the question. So that's the big question. Um, I don't know if we've talked about this on a podcast, but in terms of a like screenwriting thing, there's a thing called engine. And essentially what that means is it's something. So in Breaking Bad, spoiler alert, if you haven't watched Breaking Bad, it's a straight arrow guy who is a school teacher and he gets cancer and he literally breaks bad. He does something bad every episode in order to push his storyline. So in this, in Mandalorian, I would say it is Mando with Baby Yoda going on missions in order to get Baby Yoda to where he needs to be. Now, when you take Baby Yoda away from Mando, it becomes a whole different show. I thought that was going to, I thought they were going to do something to where, um, they would have to eventually come back together. And it, it feels like that's not going to be the case in season three. So it, it's going to be very interesting. We can talk about where season three is going to go, but I want to hear some of you guys' favorite moments. Cause I think there's easily probably two that uh, a lot of people would say from season two, Ty, what are your favorite? Well, for the, the season in general, I really enjoyed it. Um, starting out, I was a little, it would kind of drug on a little bit and then I think it picked up in the second half and they really started having some good episodes. 
Um, and then the ending, that was sick. The <laughs> That scene where you see... Uh, well, first, let's just say spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. Spoiler, spoiler alert. alert. All right. If you haven't seen it, check it out. Um, when you see Luke's glove, like, and then you like, <clears throat> you put two and two together, like, that's Luke Skywalker. That was sick. Um, and he's just mowing down those droids, getting in there. That was sick. Um, the overall, I can I give a little speculation of where I think the next season. Yeah, is going that's to go? what we're here for. Let's um, my now that they took what Trey was talking about, Baby Yoda and Mando away from each other. I think the logical next step for season three would be uh, Mando. I mean, he has the dark uh, saber now. Taking over Ta- Mandalore. The rule that that storyline is take over Mandalore, or uh, she is he going to get to Bo-Katan? Yeah, um, that I think would be super sick and interesting to watch that play out. And that was also a really cool moment in the uh, finale of he was just trying to give her the Darth Saber because he didn't, he doesn't want to do it, um, and Moff Gideon was kind of just instigating a fight there, like. No, no, that's not how it works. That was sick. I, I do agree with you. I think that's the only logical like point to where it's going to go. But I do want to point out that that makes it a whole different show. Like it's literally a different engine. It's a different everything. Yeah, I, I and mean, that's we'll cool. Still, we'll still cool. get cameos, I think, from Baby Yoda and I don't know or, honestly or because Grogu, because, because if you do if you do make a cameo for Grogu Baby Yoda. Is Luke going to be there? Because literally the next time we could see Baby Yoda, he's going to have a lightsaber. Like, it's going to be full on Jedi at that point. Right? What are your thoughts on that, boys? Armstrongs? You want me to go? Yeah. All right, I'll go ahead and go. I mean, I'm probably the least, the least Star Wars fan here. It's cool, and I like it. But, yeah, I thought it was good. I beforehand knew that Luke Skywalker was going to be in it from the oh, tweet from Mark yeah, but I it's whatever. I I I thought it would have been cooler if Mando was going to town with that dark saber on those droid things. What are those called? The dark troopers? Yeah, like dark troopers, yeah. I would have liked to see Mando fire up that dark saber and get busy. But um as far as the whole season, I think my favorite episode was the tragedy where they were outside and Boba Fett got his armor back and That is a good one. I love that episode. I think that episode was awesome. Uh, I like the season overall, and I think that I would, I think I would enjoy the show more if it was more about them retaking Mandalore and that. So I think I like the direction they're heading, if that's the direction they choose. Sure. I think, I mean, we would be doing a disservice if we don't bring up the Ahsoka episode. I think that was awesome. Cade, uh, you were a huge Clone Wars guy. I have become a Clone Wars fan. Um, I know you have said, I think on this podcast before, that Ahsoka is your favorite Jedi. Yeah. I thought they did her perfectly. I thought uh, Rosario da- Dawson was great. Um, I'm really excited, and we're going to talk about some Disney announcements, but uh, to see her series, uh, I think she's really good. I, I know, let's hear some beef. We can we can hear your beefs, Cam, with it, but uh, I don't know. I I thought they did a good job of it, and that was a really cool moment to finally see her live action. Um, she brought up uh, Grand Admiral Thrawn, which I don't know if you've seen Rebels, but he is a badass villain character. So I assume we'll see him in the uh, 
the Ahsoka live action series. And um, yeah, it's going in a really interesting direction. Um, Yeah. Anything else on Mando? Here's here's a question for you guys. The the end credit scene was really sick. Yeah, yeah. Before we before we get to that, let's let me ask you this question: Do you like season two or season one more? Season two, I'll take one. Really? Last three episodes of season two: Ahsoka, Boba Fett, and then Luke Skywalker is just perfect. I think I think in an entirety, season one was probably better than season. That's two. what I was thinking. I was thinking entirety. That, like the back half of season two was was a lot better than. Yeah. Any of the episodes in season one. And I, I've said the best episodes, but season one was better in entirety. Okay. And I, I've, I, I think I've said my beef with Mandalorian in previous podcasts that it feels very episodic. And I think it kind of plays on the same flow of a Clone Wars. Like, they'll go... I, I, I am more attracted to shows that literally every episode means something to every uh, like following episode whereas this show um for instance we so just for instance Bo-Katan says you'll meet Ahsoka and then the next episode you don't see Ahsoka so it's very episodic and it's very just him going on side missions and um and it's fun it's a very fun show um, I won't say it in, encapsulates like my my. It's not my favorite show of all time. Very fun. I think it feels like a Star Wars movie, and I think they're doing a great job. And I love to talk about it. So I mean, it's fun. Anything else? I think season two is better if you've seen the Clone Wars, because then Bo Katan and Ahsoka. Yeah. Seem one hundred percent. Because and here's another question I had here on the Google Doc is. Do you think they are relying too heavily on nostalgia? They brought back Luke. They brought back Boba Fett. They brought back Ahsoka and Bo-Katan. Even like some little animal creature cameos that they had from the Clone Wars. Like, I I love it because I'm a huge Star Wars fan. But if you aren't a fan of the Clone Wars, you might, it might not have meant as much to you. Now, granted, it probably was still cool for Cam and Ty to see, but I feel like, it's really for those Star Wars fans, but at the same time, it feels it feels like they're reaching for like the nostalgia part of it. And I don't know. Part of me wants to just see new characters. I don't know. I want to see how a Star Wars world will can stand kind of on its own without relying on old characters. I would like to see that. Now it's probably never gonna happen, but yeah. Well, my my favorite character in the show is mando who's a new character for me it doesn't really matter because bo-katan and her two mandalorians with her would fit into the show perfectly mandalorians you know ahsoka they're trying to do her story more and more trying to show her story and then boba fett they wanted to give him something because he he was hyped up in the movies but never did anything yeah so so obviously, obviously, and we're gonna get to it. But Ahsoka's getting her own series. They the end credit scene, like Ty said, was Boba Fett going into, I believe, Tatooine, a, a cantina where Jabba the Hutt, I assume, was because that was Jabba the Hutt's translator. Yeah. Boba Fett kills the translator and essentially takes the throne. 
So to me, that sets it up as it's going to be, I, I want to say like the a gangster version of a Star Wars, you know, movie slash series. But man or Boba Fett is kind of a good guy now. So I'm 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 wondering if he's going to bring order to Tatooine or if he's going to kind of be like the mob boss. I don't know. It'd be interesting to see, but um, it's cool that he's getting his own thing. And actually, um, to kind of plug some news here, I guess, it was announced that Boba Fett is coming in December 2021, so next year. So that'll be before Mando Season 3. They announced that Mando Season 3 is coming in 2022. So they're going to take their time. and I mean, I'm sure they'll play into each other. I don't know when Ahsoka comes out. Um, There's also one more uh, Star Wars live action series within the within the Mando timeline. So we'll get to that. But uh, there's a lot of Star Wars coming. There will be a lot of Star Wars coming. Um, Anything else on Mando season two? We're good. You good, Ty? Good. All right. Go check it out. Um, So we're going to stick with the Disney stuff. So they're. They had their Disney Investors Day, and they had a ton of announcements, so a lot of fun stuff. We're going to start with some of the stuff that we probably aren't as excited about and get to the kind of cooler, fun stuff. So uh, off the rip, let's go with Disney Animation. They have a new animated series called Baymax. They have a Zootopia Plus Disney Plus series coming. They have a Tiana, which I... I don't know if it's brand new. I want to say it's like Princess and the Frog, but I don't know. You'll have to check me on that. That that They're getting a Disney Plus series. And then Moana, which is a hugely popular character, is getting their own Disney Plus series. So that's on the animation side. Uh, sticking with the animation, um, I feel like Pixar is more, you know, for people our age, adults and kids, like we can relate to them more. Um, they are doing a Lightyear movie, so that is Buzz Lightyear from Toy Story, the, an origin story. And instead of, is it Tom Hanks who does him? Or, yeah. So okay, instead of Tom Hanks, it is Chris Evans. So that is kind of a big switch. Very cool. Um, what do you guys think about that? The the Buzz Lightyear. Are you here for that? Are you thinking they're they're reaching with that? What do you think? I love Toy Story. Toy Story. Toy Story 4 was pretty good. Toy Story 3 was amazing, I thought. Do you need more Buzz Lightyear in your life? What do you guys think? Uh, I mean, I don't need it in my life, but, <laughs> but, you watch it. but, yeah. but I'll watch it. It's, it's something to watch. Uh, I'm not, I don't have a strong opinion on uh, Buzz Lightyear. He's a cool character. And I may be missing some Pixar stuff, but that was really the only big one that I saw on my timeline. Um, So maybe I'm missing some stuff. Let's keep it going with the Star Wars slash Lucasfilm. Um, So we already talked about it, but Ahsoka Tano is getting her own Disney Plus series with Rosario Dawson. It has been rumored that uh, Grand Admiral Thrawn will make his appearance in live action for the first time. He's in Rebels. he is super dope. I hope they do him right. I would assume because she name dropped him in Mando that we'll see him here. Uh, any thoughts on on this? Where they're going? Will it tie into Mando? 
what are you guys looking for here? So it, it, it was announced that this is based in the Mando timeline. So um, it could tie into Mando, but uh, it's going to focus on Ahsoka. What do you guys think here? Are you excited? What, what do you hope to see? I'm, I'm really excited for it. I'm really excited to see more Ahsoka. I do need to catch up on Rebels, though, because uh, I don't know much about Thrawn. I, I highly, highly recommend Rebels. It's, it's a quick, it's not as time-consuming as Clone Wars. It's a little more kiddish, and I don't think it's as good, but it's worth a watch. You'll get a lot of backstory. And um, I don't know. It's, it's interesting to me to see where this will end. Is it going to be like a limited series as in one season? Uh, because where so this is kind of in between and correct me if I'm wrong, but Return of the Jedi and Force Awakens. So we we have that whole uh, Force Awakens, Last Jedi, Rise of Skywalker timeline. And throughout that whole thing is so we need to see where Ahsoka ends. Does she die? Is she off doing something else during that time? So it'll be interesting to see where they finish Ahsoka's arc, or if it will just keep going. Maybe well, we know she dies. What's that? We know she dies because we hear her voice in episode nine. Do we though? Are you sure? Okay, okay. Then maybe she does die. Okay. Either way, it'll be super cool. I think she's a a super dope character. Um, I so this I did not know and. I don't think it's a spoiler, but if it is, I'm sorry. So she has the white lightsaber, right? Have you heard this? Yeah, I've seen those parts. Okay, so I guess I didn't put two and two together until I saw it actually on Twitter. So obviously in the Clone Wars, she left the Jedi Order because they essentially set her up for failure and then they were wrong. And she felt, you know, a, a certain type of way about it and she left. I thought that was a super powerful moment. Um, you said that it, you know, super emotional for you, especially because that felt like the end of Clone Wars. And then years later, I think, was it this year or was it last year that the last season of Clone Wars came out? I think it was this year. Okay, I think you might be right. But either way, so they have the last, uh, uh, the last season of Clone Wars and she comes back and she's still not a part of the Jedi Order. So with if with that she loses the color in her lightsaber because she's not technically a Sith or on the light side. I did not know that until I saw that on Twitter. That makes sense though. So interesting. Uh, let let's keep it going with the Star Wars stuff though. Do you guys have anything else on Ahsoka? Um, I'm excited for this series. Uh, I think she's an interesting character. I want to watch Clone Wars um, and or Rebels before. Um, it's a goal of mine. I don't know if it will happen. Um, They're 20 minute episodes. You could bang out, you know, three a night if you really wanted to be short about it. I don't know. Yeah, we'll see. When's it slated to come out? I don't, this I don't know. I think, I don't know if this comes before Mando season three or after. I'd have to do some checking. I, I want to say next year, but that might be pushing. I don't, I don't really know. Okay, uh, this next one I'm really excited about. So they announced that Hayden Christensen will return as Darth Vader and join Ewan McGregor in the Obi-Wan Kenobi Disney Plus series. This is super cool. So with this announcement, to me, it feels like why if, if, if Vader's not going to take off the mask, if we're not going to see Vader behind the scenes, why, why cast Hayden Christensen? 
So with them casting Hayden Christensen, I think we're going to get behind the scenes with Vader. And when I say behind the scenes, I mean like him in his personal quarters, like dealing with some stuff. Um, so obviously we're going to see Hayden Christensen. Maybe we see a force ghost type deal. I don't know. But you're not going to cast Hayden Christensen to be in the suit. That's that's my opinion. I don't. Maybe I'm wrong. But either way, I'm super hyped about that. It's going to be dope. Everyone has wanted an Obi-Wan Kenobi movie or series. And Ewan McGregor is perfect for it. He's the perfect age for it. It just seems like all the stars are aligning on this. Really excited about this. What are your thoughts on this, guys? I'll take the lead on this one because I love Obi-Wan. If there's one thing I love about Star Wars, it's Obi-Wan Kenobi. Yeah. So I'm hyped for this. Um, I think something to go along with what you were saying about the mask and not the mask. I think we're also going to see some moments like like if flashbacks, whatever, of him right. before he was Vader, like when he was still Anakin. So I think that's something that they want to use. Right. But yeah, super excited for this. This would probably be at the top of my list in terms of Star Wars announcements. 100%. I would I would guess that the, the majority of it is going to be based on Tatooine and before, you know, Obi-Wan Kenobi finds Luke in uh, A New Hope, I would assume. And so it's going to, to me, it's going to feel kind of like a Wild Wild West type of Star Wars. Um, so that'll be interesting to see. Hopefully, so on the flip side of that, if it's just going to be in Tatooine and Obi-Wan Kenobi is supposed to be this kind of recluse type character, it'll be interesting to see how they make this story worthy of a series. Um, either way, I'm really excited. Kenobi, Obi-Wan Kenobi is the goat of Jedi's. I mean, not really because, you know, Luke is, but he, he's an OG. Um, so I'm excited about this. Are you pumped? I am pumped, but I mean... You can't really sleep on you just put disrespect on Ray's name like that. Are you kidding me? She's not an Obi Wan level. Come on, Bruh. I mean, she's the most powerful. Uh, we're getting into a debate now. Okay, <laughs> don't matter. This could be the next debate domination. I'm, the first I'm, one of twenty twenty one. No, I I'm hyped about this. It'll be cool to see uh, Hayden Christensen back in a Star Wars movie. Um, anxious to see in what capacity how much screen time he's going to be on there. Oh. But I do agree with you, Trey. Like, they're not going to cast him and not, not flex him. Right. Now, I also I also like it in regards that it feels like up in, for a long time they've kind of ignored the prequels a little bit because of, they've gotten so much hate. Wrongfully, I think. I think, you know, 3 is one of my favorite Star Wars. Um, I love the politics in 1, 2, and 3. Um, but it just feels like they've kind of just ignored the movies. They haven't really come back to them at all. Where, whereas you see, they're always coming back to the original trilogy, you know. So to cast Hayden Christensen, it feels like they're they're giving the prequels a little bit of a nod, which I appreciate. So really looking forward to Obi Wan Kenobi when that comes out. I wish I had dates on these, but they didn't come with dates when they announced them. Um, since then, they may have rumored dates. I don't know, but I don't have it here. They're also doing an Andor, a Cassian Andor Disney Plus series. He's the character from Rogue One. Uh, with this one, they they had a, a sizzle reel. So not a full trailer, but kind of uh, a behind-the-scenes type thing. And super cool. I thought Rogue One was done 
almost perfectly. And um, he's a cool character. So obviously, you know, they're the real, real suicide squad. If we're really talking about suicide squads. So obviously it's going to be the before part of that with uh, Cassian Andor. Um, I'm excited for this. Probably not as excited as I am for some of the other things on this list, but um, are you guys here for that? Did you like Rogue One? Do you think he's worthy of a series? I like Rogue One, but I'm not really on the edge of my seat for this one. I'll have to see what it's about first. Yeah. So I think there's literally one line in Rogue One, and I'm not going to you know, be able to remember it off the like word for word off the top of my head. But there's one line he says in there where he he says something like, you got to do what you got to do in terms of like, do it like, because I remember he shoots the guy and he does some bad things in Rogue One in order to get where he needs to go. So he might have a muddy past. So I think in that regard, he may be worthy of a Disney Plus series. So who knows? I mean, it's going to be interesting. You, we're going to watch it. You know, it, it's going to be fun. So. For this one. What's up? So, all right, I said, are you are you here for this one? Yeah, it's whatever. I really can't even remember who this character is. So, yeah, you you didn't have to expose yourself like that. I mean, damn. well, I know, but like, he's a forgettable character. On, no, forgettable character. I uh, Rogue. Can we agree that Rogue One was almost done perfectly? Like it is. Yeah, it was, it, it, they couldn't have done any better. It was, it was. They passed the baton to the, a new hope perfectly. I think. Yeah, yeah. I think so. Rogue One was awesome. It's definitely up there for one of my favorite Star Wars. I would agree. I think with all with kind of veering from the subject a little bit with all the new Star Wars content coming out, um, it's interesting to see kind of the route that they're taking on Disney Plus and oh. with the TV series, right? And not really, I mean, I know they're going to take a break from the movies, but it's just kind of interesting to see the direction that they're going um, and to kind of speculate a little bit. Is this going to be a common theme going into the movies or are they just going to continue down the same path that they've been going? Well, I like this conversation. So number one, so I guess I have two things for this. So number one. I think they want to pump Disney Plus because it's this new thing. It's this platform. We're in a streaming age. Number one, do you think it is a, a reaction to COVID? Because so many people are watching TV. We're not going to the movie theaters right now. So number one, is it a reaction to COVID with all of these series? I mean, obviously, all of these are in the works. So, you know, they're go probably developing new things right now. But right now, um, all of these are are probably in the works in some capacity. So that's number one, COVID. Number two, could it be a, com a competition thing, especially with HBO Max, with their big announcement? We, we discussed this on the OG podcast, the last one we did. But um, it was announced that Warner Brothers is going to premiere all of its 2021 film slate on HBO Max the same day. So they're going to premiere it in the theaters, but also simultaneously on the same day on HBO Max, huge power move. Um, on the one hand, it's shitty for theaters because theaters could die if this is successful. And two, um, it, 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 it's good for COVID if like COVID is still prevalent in 2021, which it will be. But um, 
So in that regard, we'll be able to see big movies on HBO Max. I also, I'm the type that likes to see big movies on a big screen. So I want to see these movies in theaters. I hope theaters don't die, but maybe this call to Disney Plus, because with all of these announcements, it feels more heavily leaned towards Disney Plus. So maybe it's a competition thing with HBO Max and Netflix and Hulu and all those. Maybe it's a call to COVID. Um, maybe they just want to pump new content. I don't know, but it's a cool conversation. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, Star Wars isn't really. He's making a list on the fly. He's a scrub. What'd you say, Cade? Star Wars isn't really like in a position where they want to make a lot of movies right now. So the TV shows make sense anyways. Yeah, yeah. And I'd say Marvel's kind of in the same position. Like, obviously, their thing is, like, they're going to keep rolling out movies. Like, that's what they do. But a lot of their stuff, like, a lot of our questions will be answered with a series instead. And you know what? A series a series allows you, as a storyteller, it gives you more ground to cover. Like, whereas in a movie, you can maybe have two hours, two and a half hours in a long movie. In a series, let's just say there's eight episodes. They're not all an hour, but let's just say for the sake of if it's a drama that you get an hour. So you get eight hours to explore a character or a story or something, whereas in a movie you get maybe two and a half hours. So there's a lot more ground to cover. There's a lot more character-driven stuff. So in that regard, I feel like I say in that regard like 50 times in this podcast so far, but... uh, yeah, there's a lot of real estate to cover, and I'm here for it. I, I'm all about, like, character-driven storylines, so I'm here for that part in a story capacity. So where are we at now? So uh, Rangers of the New Republic Disney Plus series. This is the other one that is set within the timeline of The Mandalorian. When I first saw kind of what was developing in The Mandalorian, I would – I when I and I also when I heard this Rangers of the New Republic in the Mandalorian timeline, I was thinking like, okay, this is going to be the team. It's going to be Bo-Katan, Mando, Ahsoka at the time, probably not now. Boba Fett and the other chick who I don't know the name of. I'm sorry, uh, but I figured, okay, they're going to be the Rangers of the New Republic going on their missions, and maybe they will be. Maybe they will be. The, I. At least to my knowledge, there wasn't any info around this. Correct me if I'm wrong, Kay. Do you know much about this? Okay. I haven't seen anything on it. The, the only thing I know is based on the Mandalorian timeline. So, I don't know. I'm sure it'll be cool. Um, anything live action in Mando, I mean, there's, there's stories to be told. Um, I think the New Republic era is pretty interesting. So, they're not as interesting as the Old Republic, I think, but... So New Republic, to me, means the time in between, what would it be? The Empire and First Order, right? So it's that, like, middle ground, right? Yeah. Okay. New Republic is the opposite side, so it's like the Rebellion. Mm -hmm. Right. Okay. Okay, cool. All right, keeping it moving, the Bad Batch animated Disney Plus series was also announced. Well, it wasn't. It was already announced, but I think we got a new trailer with it. Um, th- this is a kind of storyline within the Clone Wars, so they're obviously getting their own series. Um, you'll, I think this was the, they were, they were 
presented in the final season of Clone Wars. So when you watch Clone Wars, you will get that. I'm here for that. It'll be cool. I think that's coming next year. Like, Isn't that after? I saw something where that's based after Order 66. I think so, yeah. I think it's, I see that. I, I'm actually really excited for this one. Yeah, they, they were a super cool group, um, super unique and interesting. So that'll be that'll be cool. Keeping it rolling. I did not see, like, this is something that I feel like will be big, but I didn't, maybe I just didn't read into it as much. So they announced a Lando Disney Plus series. But to me, it wasn't clear if it will be Donald Glover or Billy D. Williams or, like, the the young version of Lando or the older version of Lando. I don't know. Maybe I missed that. Maybe we'll get both of them. I don't, maybe it'll be flash back in between. I don't know. Mando or Lando is a cool character. Um, so I think that will be interesting. I personally would really like to see the continuation of solo because they talked about maybe doing a solo series because um, what's the group that, they had in that movie is it crimson dawn yeah i think that would be really cool to explore i think so maybe if it is the young lando with donald glover maybe that's kind of sprinkled in there there somehow i don't know but lando's a cool character would you agree that he's worthy of a series at least definitely yeah okay solo came out at such a bad time right It's, it's a really good movie but because of eight it just got beat to the ground Right, right. I, yeah, I just, I think it was competing against a lot of movies. I think Marvel, a big Marvel movie, I can't remember, was coming out at the time. And, um, yeah, it was just, it was bad. Honestly, that's the reason, like, all of the prequels got, or not the prequels, the, like, solo stories got put on hold because that movie didn't perform well. But it's a pretty good movie. I won't say it's great, but I enjoyed it. It was fun. So we'll see. Maybe they'll get a series. Um, keeping it moving, there's a, a series called Visions, which I don't know much about. Um, I don't know if it's animated or not. I, I don't know much on that. Rogue Squadron is going to be a movie that they announced, directed by Patty Jenkins. I assume that is going to involve some flyboys and some pilots and stuff like that. This one I know nothing about, but to me, it it had more like dark side vibes. The uh, a Colite, I don't know, Disney Plus series. I just saw the the logo. I didn't really get any information about that, but I think that might lean more on the dark side. I don't know. If it is on the dark side, that would be dope. Uh, also getting a droid story. That's an animated Disney Plus series. We're all, So with these announcements, it was also uh, Lucasfilm. So they also had some non-Star Wars stuff to be announced. Um, and saying that they also announced an Indiana Jones movie with Harrison Ford is coming. Uh, they announced something called Willow, which is uh, either reboot or sequel to something back in the 80s. I don't know. And then the newest one that was announced for Star Wars was obviously the book of Boba Fett that ties in with the post credit scene in Mando season two at the very end of the last episode. And, uh, yeah, so that's also set in the Mandalorian timeline, and that is coming before Mando Season 3. So I'm sure stuff will tie into that. So that's going to be fun. Um, Should we move it to Marvel or anybody have any? Yeah. 
A lot of Star Wars coming. A lot of Star Wars. A lot of Marvel coming too. It's it's going to be. We're going to have some content moving forward. So obviously we have WandaVision, uh, the Disney Plus series coming January fifteenth. We got a new. We have a bunch of new trailers for that. They're coming out with these thirty second spots now. We have the Falcon and the Winter Soldier, the Disney Plus series. They uh, released the release date March nineteenth. They gave a new trailer slash sizzle reel type thing for Loki, the Disney Plus series. We have Mrs. Ms. Marvel, the Disney Plus series. They came out with the actress who will play her. Super young. Um, They also said that she writes fan fiction for Captain Marvel. So essentially, she's a Captain Marvel super fan. And she has these powers. And I'm assuming because... She will also be in Captain Marvel 2, which they announced. It is going to, that movie is going to have the director from Candyman, which is coming out supposedly in 2021. Uh, super interesting concept there. We have uh, a series that I had never heard of. I think this was a surprise to everybody, but it's called Armor Wars. And that is Don Cheadle as War Machine. And I think the caption on the logo was something like when Tony Stark's armor falls into the wrong hands, what will happen? So that's the premise of that story. We have she Hulk, the Disney plus series. Um, the big announcement here was it will include Hulk and the abomination from, um, I think the old movie. What was that? Oh yeah. I I've seen that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yep. So that I think that when that movie was out, it wasn't Mark Ruffalo, I believe. No, it was not. Recasted, yeah. So they're bringing that villain back in this. I also saw that uh, Kevin Feige said that this is going, She-Hulk will be a legal comedy. Um, I've also, just from the comic. What, geek, is that? what does that even mean? It just means it's a half hour show. And she's a lawyer, so it's a legal comedy. And um, I've also heard from comic book people on Twitter that the way she is portrayed in the comics, I guess I shouldn't set it up like that. She breaks the fourth wall like Deadpool does. And so people were saying, is that going to happen in the Disney Plus series? I don't know. They haven't announced that yet, but... Apparently in the comics, she breaks the fourth wall, and it's that kind of humor. Not as R-rated as Deadpool, but so we'll see if that comes across in the series. They also announced the Hawkeye Disney Plus series, and they finally announced that uh, that long-rumored thing that Haley Steinfeld will play Kate Bishop in the series, so they confirm that. They announced an Ironheart Disney Plus series, which I think the character's name is Riri Williams. And she's a black girl who I assume has something to do with um, uh, Iron Man. Couldn't think about it for a second. Not much information on that one. I'm sure that's later down the line. This one is going to be super cool. So they announced Secret Invasion. Uh, It's a Disney Plus series, and it will include Samuel Jackson as Nick Fury and Ben Mendelsohn as Scroll Talos from Captain Marvel. So that... That whole storyline will be super cool. So the fact that it's getting a, a series is sweet. And the thing is with these series is they will tie into the movies. They've already said that is the case. So that will be interesting. 
Uh, we they they gave a trailer for the animated What If Disney Plus series. It's like an alternate thing where, like, let's just say if Peggy Carter got the shield instead of Captain Marvel, there's just different scenarios like that, and they animate them. Um, it looked cool. looked like a fun little series. They announced a Guardians of the Galaxy holiday special on Disney Plus in 2022. They said that James Gunn will write and direct that. Um, that will just be like a like a one-off like movie type deal on Disney Plus. They announced an I Am Group Disney Plus series of animated shorts, I think. They announced Christian Bale will play villain Gore the God Butcher in uh, Thor Love and Thunder. This was kind of a, a surprise, right? I think a lot of people were thinking he was going to play now the name's escaping me. Not, I, not that guy though. So that is is the that villain a surprise to you guys? You know that villain? I've never heard of that villain. <laughs> I think I I think we all kind of knew that he was going to play a villain. We just didn't know which one. So Gore the God Butcher. Um, they announced the title for the upcoming Ant-Man movie. It's Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania. Uh, they did confirm that Jonathan Majors will play the villain Kang the Conqueror. They announced that there will be a Fantastic Four movie. They revealed the logo, which was sweet. They said that Black Panther 2, they will not recast Chadwick Boseman. I respect the hell out of this decision. Um, super tragic. You know, Chadwick Boseman passed away tragically in 2020. Just another shit show thing happened in 2020. But it's cool that they won't recast him and they're going to pay their respects that way. Then they also announced, uh, this is the most recent one, a show called Legends. It's a live action. And the caption on this one is it revisits it revisits some of the most iconic moments from the MCU one character at a time. And it will kick off with Scarlet Witch and Vision starting, I, I believe, January 5th or something like that. So this is going to come before WandaVision. Might have to check me on the date there, but that could be interesting. Okay, so that's all the Disney announcements. What overall Disney announcements are you excited about? Do you have one you're most excited for? What do you guys think? Two things. One, you didn't put Spider-Man on here. Spider-Man is... They... Yeah. Well, that wasn't... <laughs> this, is, this is more of the Disney Investor Day stuff, so they didn't say anything about Spider-Man in that. But that's probably what I'm most excited about for... Um, yeah. All, all, with out with, of all, the, all, of with all the characters coming back? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and in addition to that, I just don't know with all this star power coming into a movie like that, and I just don't want it to get too messy, too reliant on the uh, quantum realm uh, and multiverse. The the the, the, the yeah quantum the multiverse. Uh, I think it Marvel will. I have faith in them that they can do it right and. In general, I think this phase of Marvel is going to be reliant upon uh, multiverse, multiverse, and and um, all of that. And I think that's why WandaVision is going to be the first Disney Plus series because that will open it up. Because if if we're talking straight timeline wise, Vision is dead right now. Yeah. So. Yeah, but I I'm a little nervous. I 
am excited for Spider the new Spider Man movie. I am just a little nervous that it might get a little bit too much. So the reason I didn't put Spider Man on this list is because they didn't announce anything during this Disney Investor Day thing. But I am excited about this. Let me ask you this question. So they there have been so many different rumors and announcements. You can't even tell what's a rumor and an actual announcement. But the rumor is, because I don't think it's technically been announced, that Tobey Maguire, Andrew Garfield will both come back as their respective Spider-Mans. And essentially all the villains and side characters. So uh, Kirsten Dunst, Emma Stone will come back as, I think, Gwen and MJ. Um, you have Sandman coming back. You have Doc Ock coming back. You have Electro coming back. You have all of these characters coming back. You have Jay Jameson, um, the news guy, coming back. All of them are, some of them are rumors. Some of them are confirmed. It's going to be super interesting. Obviously, it's going to be multiverse, Spider-Verse, whatever you want to call it. My question to you guys is, are these all going to be cameos or are there going to be some that are going to play bigger parts in this movie? If you had to pick one of all of the rumored characters coming back, who do you think gets the most airtime? Toby, Toby Maguire, probably. I would vote Jay Jameson, the the guy who uh, tries to trash him, because at the end of that's what I was going to say. Spider Man, I can't remember the name of it. Far from Home. That's kind of the big storyline. Is kind of the whole fake news thing that um, he yeah. killed Mysterio. So, yeah. I mean, they need to get James Franco play. Uh, what was his name? Oh, Green Hair? Goblin. Yeah, well, Green Goblin. the rumor is that uh, William Defoe's coming back as Green Goblin. Yeah, that'd be sick. I mean, literally every character is coming back. It's insane. It's gonna be crazy. It's gonna be is crazy. There gonna what, be a Miles Morales. What's that? Is there gonna be a Miles Morales? So, I, so they set that up in the first one with Donald Glover, who is um, his wow. name is. Aaron. And he says, my, my nephew, you know, runs around the city, whatever. So his nephew is Miles Morales. So they have the opportunity to do that. And, yeah, so he is the prowler. I think I saw you mouth that. So whether they bring Donald Glover back and if they use that opportunity to make a Miles Morales. Now, I don't know because they have so much going on if they need to keep that for the next Spider-Man. I don't know. But... They have that opportunity, and I have to say, uh, Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse, the animated one, one of the closest things to a perfect, let's just say animated movie. Great, great movie. It, it was so good. So, mm -hmm. I just don't know if there's enough screen time for all these, all these people. How long is this movie going to be? Well, most of them are going to be cameos, I would assume, but I just thought that would be a fun little thing if, if you had to pick one who's going to have the most screen time. What do you guys say? If there's a Miles Morales, he's going to probably stick around for more movies than just the one. So I'd probably him. It's tough. I don't know. I think I might actually pick Maguire and Garfield because I think with Doctor Strange being in it too, because I know he's going to be in it. So Doctor Strange will probably have a lot. But my guess is I think you could see the three Spider-Men more being – a central focus of the movie then rather than just being a cameo yeah. i think the villains would be more towards the cameo side but i think the spider-man would be more more towards the main focus you know what else i thought of that hasn't even been you know announced as even a rumor will we see venom 
That'd be sweet. That would definitely be a cameo type thing. That I feel that could be something. Now there's something I'm sure with the whole Sony. Uh, Disney Marvel thing that they probably have to work out, but that would be interesting. I wasn't the biggest fan of Venom the movie, but it could be cool. Who knows? I thought Venom was good. I guess that was it was cool to see him. The story though could have been better. Yeah, I thought it was just cheesy. Um, of that kind of veering away from Spider Man a little bit. Uh, of the list that Trey read off, I think if I had to pick one, uh. Thor, Love and Thunder, I'm pretty excited about. Uh, anytime you put Christian Bale in a movie of like MCU magnitude, uh, it will be really good. Uh, so that would be... Uh, That's what you're most excited yeah, for? Yeah, I, I, if I had to pick. Other than Spider-Man. I would, Black Panther 2 is, will be awesome as well. It's, it's hard to pick, but both Black Panther and, and Thor, Love and Thunder would be my, my picks. If I'm going to pick, I'll... I'll come to you guys too if i had to pick over the whole list i would say um obi-wan kenobi and the fact that hayden christensen is coming back that really piques my interest i'm excited about that um one thing i do want to say a surprise that i did not see so with a lot of these things they revealed the logo and then they would also give additional information for the casting like like uh, Jonathan Majors will play the villain King the Conqueror. Like they said those type of things. Now we also included Moon Knight. Moon Knight is going to be a Disney Plus series. But they 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 showed the logo and they kind of said like he's a, a vigilante of whatever. But they did not say that the rumor has been going around is Oscar Isaac that is going to play him. They did not confirm that though which i thought was pretty interesting and that's a big surprise to me so on the on the surprise side i'm surprised that that happened but what are you guys most excited about off this list uh, is star wars included yeah but uh, the whole list you can have yeah. ahsoka ahsoka okay yeah. i'll go off the map a little bit i'll pick fantastic four i want to see them done right hell yeah I, they'll, that'll be cool to see um, what happened to X-Men? I know. I I saw this funny meme. I think I showed you, Cam. Yeah, I think so. Maybe. But, like, yeah, the X-Men are, are feeling left out. But I'm sure they'll come around soon. Do they put X-Men on the big screen or do they put them on Disney Plus? I don't know. They might not put them anywhere. That would be tragic if they didn't, I think. But yeah. I think th it wasn't announced in this, you know, big cluster of news. But they did confirm that they're going to do Deadpool 3, so that's interesting. I love Deadpool, so I'm happy to hear that news. All right, let's keep it moving. Any final thoughts on movies, TV? Nope. Let's keep it rolling so we can get these top fives. All right, uh, so uh, some music dropped between the time that we had our last podcast. Uh, most recently, Music to be Murdered by. Uh, it's the year of the deluxe version, so Side B, Eminem dropped. Uh, 12 new songs, I think, to his earlier released album, Music to be Murdered by. Um, I have a lot of thoughts on this. I don't know if you so guys, do I. I don't know if you guys have heard this, but um, I have a lot of thoughts on it. Do you want to go first? Yeah, I'll go first. Um, I actually really, really, really enjoy Side B. <laughs> really? really? Uh, side I B? Can, side, well, actually, Music to be Murdered by in general, I really enjoyed, but Side B, I enjoyed a lot better. Uh, I went into it, and Trey is one showed it to me, and we were talking about it. I just recently listened to it. 
on Sunday, and he kind of set the bar really low for me, and I listened to it, and Eminem, for me, it this project just reiterates that he is one of the best lyricists, one of the best, like, and if we're talking bars and wordplay, Eminem is one of the, one of the greatest, and I think that is what he's sticking to now. Mm-hmm. And the more I think about it, the more I think that's Eminem's lane. You can stick to it now. And I know what Trey's going to talk about is he likes it when Eminem's rapping about some something with substance. Um, and I think he's really good at that too. But I think his time has came and gone about his voice being the one that needs to be leading on certain issues about whatever he wants to talk about after i listened to this i was thinking like why doesn't he rap about you know substance anymore like in the last projects this is my favorite of his projects in recent more years more than kamikaze yes uh, i was gonna say i thought you were about to drop the ever word and i was gonna say whoa but i like kamikaze. i like but kamikaze. i like i like music to be murdered by better than kamikaze um, but after I was thinking about it for a little bit, I'm like, why is Eminem not rapping about substance or like actually like a theme or anything like that? And I'm, on side A, he does, I guess, a little bit. Uh, and and on there's, there's touch, there's touches of it on side B and side A, I would say. But the only thing I can come up with is Eminem's hoping someone like Royce of Five Nine or JID or someone YBM or just just Corday now will take take the throne and actually like Eminem has always been anti mumble rap and against that new not against but new wave always kind of coming at them a little bit. So I, I think he's hoping someone will take the torch from him and be a substance rapper. Whether someone can do that remains to be seen. But that's my thoughts on it. I actually really like I didn't go into it with very high expectations, and it blew blew me out of the water. Like I listened to it when I was walking on my lunch break and stuff, and I was just be like, "Dang, did he just say that?" But it's <laughs> actually like there are bars yeah, after bars I, after bars, and it was awesome. It it really it, I, this was one of my I of recent years. One don't spoil your top five. Lists. One of my favorite. It, it didn't make my top five, okay. but. It, <laughs> Okay. Oh, yeah. So I have some different thoughts on it. I love Eminem. I think he's top three rappers of all time. Um, you can alternate the order if you want. And I do think he's an all-time lyricist. And I think even with this with this side B, he proves that he has bars. His wordplay is incredible. Um, tech he, as a technical rapper. He's one of the best, and really no one can touch him. When it comes to rapidy raps, he is one of the best, if not the best. And but for my where I'm at in my life and what I want to listen to, I want stuff with substance. Like I don't care to hear him describing a girl's ass and comparing it to a tootsie roll. Like I don't really care, and I don't really need that. That's I think the majority of why I don't like you know albums like. Lil Uzi Vert or uh, Eternal Take and those type of albums because it's all about money. It's all about designer brand. It's all about clout and flexing. Like, that's cool. There's a time and place for parties and rap and um, all that. But I, if I'm going to listen to something, you know, 
gun to my head, I want something, you know, that means something and that does. And Eminem has, you know, across the board, he has so many songs that have meaning and are emotional. And I think that's what makes Eminem great is he has storytelling songs. He has sad songs. He has pissed off songs. He has funny songs. He has so many different emotions in his songs. But with, with these, like, I don't know, when I, they're, they're surprise drops. He doesn't really give a whole lot notice. And it's like, okay, like, I get excited when I see Eminem drops an album. But I don't know, just music to be murder my doesn't really do it for me side A or side B. There are some good songs on there, like Darkness on side A. It meant something. It's really about the Manchester shooting. Um, and that's deep and dark and I can appreciate it. And I'm not like all deep and dark. I don't have to get in my emotions when I listen to rap music, but it's like, I don't know, just like the, the first couple songs while he is rapping his ass off. It's just like, I don't know. Like I, it just didn't do it for me. My favorite song on side B is the very last one where it honestly sounds like a relapse vibe. I, I like, it sounds like him from relapse. I think it's called discombobulated. And I think even in the beginning of the song, he says, I'm going back to the accent. Like, I like that. Like, I don't know. I, I just, I don't know. I've got a couple more things before we go to Cam and Kate. Sorry for kind of taking over. No, man, you guys, you guys, probably, I don't even know if Kate listened. I really didn't, but I have thoughts. One time. See, and I think where Trey and I differ on this, I like Slim Shady rather than like, Eminem. Oh, I mean, Martin. me too. But, but, but don't that's, what, that's what this felt like. like. Even like the skits, like they were funny. And I, the way he rapped, and I don't really think the way you're describing him rapping about like clout and girls, and like, he doesn't really. Well, he do doesn't that. do that, but, but I'm just saying, like, I don't know. He's not rapping about anything. He's just. Yeah, no, he's. But it's literally like wordplay after wordplay. And like when he dropped the, like when he said the bar about COVID, like coming straight off the bat, I'm like, that is straight nuts, dude. <laughs> like, and I'm surprised if what the Cam and Canyon are like, but it's, it's similar to some. And I think what Trey and a lot of other critics look Eminem under a different scope, and they have different expectations, and they evaluate his uh, music different than they do everyone else because he is one of the all-time rappers, and that's. He's held to a higher standard, but the, this music, it's fun. It's slim shady. I enjoyed it. Um, and it Kate and Cam, if you haven't checked it out, I would because it, it's a, it's very fun. Let me, I have one more thought and then you guys can say whatever you want about Eminem, whatever. I will say that Eminem is in one of the hardest, if not the hardest positions in hip hop right now, because he started off his career as crazy he didn't care some of the things you said back in those 90 in the 90s were like whoa that's like he pushed the envelope and maybe even went over the line and people loved him for that that's that's why he is slim shady and then he also kind of has songs like lose yourself he has songs like sing for the moment that like are deep about him they're they're personal they get you fired up but now and I think it's like as we, as his fans have grown, I think they want a 444. They want to see like the dad version of Eminem. They want to see his growth. That's just my opinion. I think they would, I think I would appreciate a grown up album where he's 
talking about like himself, what he's going through, a 444 version of Eminem. That's what I've been asking for for a long time. It's cool when he gets pissed off about um, critics shitting on, you know, Revival and he comes back with Kamikaze and he's just dissing everybody. It's cool. I would also like to see him, instead of trashing the rappers that called Revival bad, lift up that are on his label, Boogie, Royce the Five Nine, Griselda, lift up those rappers. I think that would be cool too. And he hasn't done that. Royce the Five Nine puts on Griselda. And I know, I don't know if you guys even know Griselda. Griselda is. But Royce the Five Nine puts them on. And Eminem really doesn't. I would have liked to see it. I don't know. I just, I hold Eminem, like Ty said, to a higher standard than a lot of rappers. And I just, I don't know. This just didn't do it for me. But I'm glad you liked it. I'm glad you liked it. Maybe if I listen again, it'll grow on me. So. All right, let me preface everything I'm about to say with I did I have not listened to this. That's okay. But from what Ty's describing, I don't think I would really like it because I'm in the same camp as Trey as like Eminem now is like a full grown man to me. So I don't need to hear him talking about like I go to different rappers for different things. Huh? Nothing. I go to different rappers for different things and like if I want to hear somebody going wordplay and flexing, I'm going to go to my man Uzi. You know, he's like rough. He's not roughly. He's five years older than me, whatever. Somebody who's similar to me. Like, I'm not going to go to some 50-year-old dude to listen to him talk about the same thing us 20-year-olds are talking about. I want to hear that older, more lyrical stuff. You know what I'm saying? That's so like, But Eminem does it on another level. No, yeah, no. I, I love Eminem as well. I'm just saying. And I'm not, I'm not doubting that he can do that. It's just not for me when he's doing it. Because I'm like, all right, sure. All right, dude, whatever. Like, I, I'm in the same camp as Trey. I, I will check it out because you gave it such high praise. I'm just saying, like, for me, that's where I'm kind of at. Okay. I'll, I'll give it a listen when I can. Give there you go. Give it a listen. I guarantee there'll be some songs that make it on the playlist for sure. All right. All right. I mean, you you've checked out my recommendation, so I can check out yours. And I'm not saying I'm not saying it's like the worst album I've ever heard. Like I again, I just hold Eminem to a higher standard, and I want to hear you know a classic album from him. And I don't know, it just didn't do it for me. Look, man, I, if I want to listen to Eminem, I still go back to Recovery. I I, still- I, I keep thinking to myself, like out of these last three albums, because I kind of lump Side B and Side A into one album. Like I don't know if that's the right thing to do, but. Um, revival, kamikaze, and music to be murdered by. I don't know. I, I I don't like revival. I think it's not good. But then again, there are some go- songs on it that I really like. Like Walk on Water, love that song. Untouchable, I think that's a very powerful, important song. Um, songs like that are on revival that I listen to. They're on rotation. Kamikaze, I actually really enjoy, you know, from top to bottom. There are some songs I listen to more than others, but I think out of those three, that's my favorite. And then with Music to be Murdered by, I just don't find myself going back to it a lot. I'm glad you like it, and I, I'm, you know, keep going back to it. But it's just, if we're talking as a whole and, like, replay value for me, I don't find replay value in Music to be Murdered by. And maybe, maybe I need to go back and listen, give it another shot, and maybe I'll enjoy it a little bit more. But off the one listen, I remember me enjoying the last song the most because it felt like uh, Relapse, which, by the way, 
if we want to talk uh, Eminem's full discography, discography, I say that word weird. Um, I think that's his most underrated album. He shits on it, but it's a good album. Don't don't sleep. <laughs> we don't we don't got time to get all. No, I know, I know, Eminem. I know. We're already an hour in, so. Um, all right, do we want to keep it moving or? Let's keep right. it pushing. Let's keep it moving. This one, these next two can be brief. Um, so man on the moon three drop. This is a huge deal. If you're a big kid Cuddy fan, uh, it's been some time since he dropped man. Uh, I think even an album man on the moon two. I think like 10 years ago, is it more it less than 11? Let me check. That. Okay. So that's a long time. So, um, I want to say that I am not a huge kid Cuddy fan. There is a cult kid Cuddy following. And that's just not me. Like, I'm not a huge Kid Cudi fan. I'll listen to the hits and stuff. But I really enjoyed this album. It was really, really good, in my opinion. Um, I don't know. I, I really enjoyed it. There are certain songs like Tequila Shots, The Void, Devastate, or... Uh, you know, Damaged? Damaged. That's the, that's the one. Yeah, Damaged was good. Um, yeah, there are some really, really good songs on, on that album. So, have you heard that one? Yeah, I listen. I listened to this one as well. I didn't listen to the last one that we have. It's not here. out yet. That comes out tomorrow. Oh, okay. Yeah, I've been listening to Playboy Cardi's, but uh, okay, it's not. I can't. But Kid Cudi, I did. I I'm kind of the same boat as Trey. I'm not a huge uh, Kid Cudi fan, but I do enjoy his music. Um, for me, I kind of have to be in that kind of chill mood to listen to Kid Cudi for a long time. And when you listen to his albums in full, I think they kind of blend, the songs kind of blend together at a certain point. Um, but there are, like Trey said, really good songs on there that I would say are... Um, that so, made the playlist? Yeah, definitely. Definitely made the playlist. Uh, and I would say in a whole, it was a good... Uh, also, it, this did not make my top uh, five, but uh, probably deserves an honorable mention. Okay, cool. Do you guys have anything on Kid Cudi? I don't have anything extra to add to that. That's that's I'd have the same opinion as well. Yeah, I liked it. It's pretty cool. good. Okay. All right. So this one I'm probably gonna sit out of, but you guys can discuss amongst yourselves. So whole lot of red. There is. I think it's pretty all but confirmed. I think there's a even a free order link now. Car yeah, Cardi tweeted it out. It's happening. Yeah. So it, it's definitely happening. It's been long rumored for some time. When's the when did Die Lit come out? It's been some years. It's been Die Lit was in 2018. Okay, so it hasn't been like that long, but it's been a couple of years. It's been you know, the the Cardi fans are waiting, and so uh, the 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 thing is with Cardi, he's been he he kind of doesn't do a lot on social media, right? And so yeah. when he does, people are like, oh my god, an album's coming, and I. <laughs> Like, that would be exactly right. <laughs> that would be exactly right. I think he tweeted like a period the other day, and people are like, oh, what is Ow, my Jesus. I hit myself <laughs> in the face. They're like, what does this mean? What does it mean? It means an album's coming. And then, like, all right, people are like, all right, it's this Friday. And then it, the Friday passed. And they're like, okay, no. But Whole lot of Red is supposedly dropping on Christmas. Will it live up to the hype? That's tough to say. I mean, Here's what I could say about Cardi is I've heard a lot of leaked songs from Cardi and they're they're absolute flames. So if he literally just puts those leaks on an album and tweak them a little, that's all I need. What's up? Are you a big Playboy Cardi fan? Yeah, I am a big Playboy Cardi. I'm not quite in the cult, but like I'm like right on the border right there. 
I'm a huge Cardi fan. Let me say something real quick. Um, Ty talked about mumble rap with Eminem. Car- Playboy Cardi is the oh. definition of mumble. He is the he is the tro- he's the trophy boy of mumble rap. You can't even understand him. Exactly. Why? And I don't care. I love that. I love it. I don't know why. There's just something about it that just he just brings a different energy that I just love. Well, one what? thing about one thing about this album that I'm really excited for is Cam told me there's two Uzi features. Yes. And about, I don't know if it was like a year ago or something, Yeah. Uzi and him were in like a really big fight. They so were, they were beefing. pretty excited to see them on a song together. Again. That was going to be my next question. What features are you guys guys hoping for? You said Lil Uzi Vert. So, I've seen rumors of Post Malone and Travis Scott. What, what else are you hoping for? So the confirmed ones would be Travis, Kid Cudi, Ye's going to be on there, Future's on there, Uzi's on there. And Post Malone, maybe. As far as features, that's all I need. I just need I, – I, I could listen to Jess Cardi for a long time, but i like to see him and Uzi come back. Okay. And I think him and Kanye will be so interesting. Like, yeah, what on earth is that? <laughs> well, I think, I think Kanye's producing Yeah, that. he's executive producing. Okay, that's what I thought. But that's he's what I also thought. on a song, and I don't know how those two are going to mix. That'll be interesting. That'll be interesting. Um, so I know that with our top, with our top five lists, you know, today is January, January, December 23rd. Do you think if this lives up to the hype, will it, will it have crapped your top five or top if 10? If it can live up to the hype. Yeah, I think it could. So this is a, mine is a whole lot of red pending. Okay. Okay. That's, that's a, a whole lot of confirmed features. Those are some heavy hitters. A lot, a, lot of features. a whole lot of features. A whole lot of features on a whole lot of red. <laughs> All right, let's keep it moving so we can get to the top fives. Um, short and sweet, do you guys have either a college football playoff take or an NBA take? Their yeah. team doesn't deserve to be in. That's it. That's all college I have to football say. playoffs are all messed up. Notre Dame shouldn't be in. They yeah. got they got wiped <laughs> across the floor by Clemson. Bro, they beat Clemson. Without, Without Trevor Lawrence. <laughs> you put Coastal Carolina in there for Notre Dame. And then oh, Ohio State should be in. They played six games. You you put Cincinnati in there for that. If 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 there's going to be a team with discrepancy, it's Ohio State because they played six games. Notre I, Dame, the body of work you have to put in. They beat Clemson. Without Trevor Lawrence, without their starting quarterback. I think their backup is good. I think Ohio State deserves it more than Notre Dame. I agree with that. Interesting. Sad. I will say Notre Dame deserves to be in. Um, one. Two, they need to expand the, expand the playoffs. Yes. Three, I don't think Ohio State deserved to be in, but – I mean, it's it's a tough year. If y'all. you're saying best teams and potential, I think you put them there. I, what is oh, it? Yeah. Oh, I can't give you my one B for the Ohio State. They stubbed their toe along the way, and we could have different opinions. They played four more games. It's it's just hard to say. Can but, I say my beef with the Ohio State thing real quick? Yeah, I think it's just the fact that they revisited the rules just for them. Yeah. If you set the precedent – at the beginning of the year, and they crack in with six games, whatever, that was the rule. But the fact they went back and changed it so then they could get an extra game and get that Big Ten championship, if they don't have that Big Ten championship, there's no way they're in. What What more do you want Coastal Carolina and Cincinnati to do? They've won all their games this have year. Have schedules? 
Notre, the, Coastal Carolina has a harder schedule than Notre Dame. Oh, Notre Dame was 72nd in strength of schedule. 42nd. 42nd? Yes. Notre Dame is Notre, not in the 40s. No Notre, way. Notre yeah, they were. Yes, they were. You can look it up. You can, you can look it up. They showed it on the playoff freaking thing last I did. I remember. Yeah, and they showed AM was at five. Ten or like nine or yeah, something. Why not put Texas AM in there either? I'm just now, saying. Texas AM, I think, has an argument. So does Coastal Carolina. Right. I, I, A&M would be the team to go in, not Coastal Carolina. They're undefeated, and they beat BYU, who is also undefeated. I don't know what to tell you. I, I am all for expansion. I think it'd be cool to, you know, see eight or, you know, even make it like the 1AA playoffs where it's get rid of all the bowl games and do 16 teams. That'd be cool. I'm just – I mean, you can't expect these smaller conferences to have – like, those good teams in those conferences will never get in if it's four. You bet. Huh? Be better, schedule better, or expand the playoffs. I mean, they couldn't schedule better this year with yeah. COVID. You can't go out of it's a tough year. Tough yeah. year for the playoffs. It really was. All yeah. right, keep it moving. Let Let's uh, NBA. Any Any quick takes? The Clippers suck. Takes on the NBA. All right, I want to dispute that claim. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Uh, Cam, do you have anything to say? Um, I thought you guys were going to talk about the Nets, who are going to run the East now. I think the net. I. I said if Kevin Durant looks like Kevin Durant, the Nets will run the East. I don't you care. Respond to what I said that they're going to be a KD and Kyrie are going to be a pro. They're going to be good. Yeah, no, the, but I could also yeah. see where Kyrie just start, says, "Hey, man, I'm going to get mine out here," and there's some team chemistry issues. But uh, what Charles Barkley and what they were saying and Shaq on the TNT post game show, like if they can play unselfishly, like they're going to be very good. Like, I think. And the good thing about it is Kevin Durant's the most unselfish superstar in the NBA. He yes. really is. I think there's more pressure on the unselfishness on Kyrie than yeah. in KD. Like KD, KD will – and I think they work good together. But I don't want to get too big into the hype just after one game. And they did play a hobbled Warriors team that I don't think will be very good this year again. Yeah. Um, and I don't – and I really – did you watch the game, Cam? And Cam? I watched the I watched the last quarter, but at that if, point, it was over. If you watched the last quarter, you probably would have thought uh, Wiseman played freaking ball. Got in the first half, he did not play well. I well, just he's a did rookie. Not. You can't really expect too much from him. I think he's going to be a central part of the Warriors. But yeah, I didn't think I didn't think he looked that good. But I also will say I don't think the Warriors will be that good this year. Get Houston out of or get Harden out of Houston, man. I I want him out of there. He be eating them lemon pepper chickens at that at the strip club, man. He looking thick with two C's. Yeah, I mean, as far as the Clippers Lakers go, I mean, if Paul George can bring it every night, the Clippers are serious title contenders. But until I see it every night, I can't I can't buy in. Wait till they meet the Nuggets. I'm not, I'm not buying into that quite yet. Uh, the Clippers were out there playing like it was the the Super Bowl or something. Well, they uh, had to. The Lakers they were, had to come out and prove uh, it after the Nuggets. They had to. Yeah. I mean, um, but did you guys see the the rings? Those they are sweet. Very nice. All right, let's keep it moving because we're already at an hour and fifteen. We want to do these top fives, which I know will take longer than you guys think. Um, all right, so quick with gaming. I just want to talk about Cyberpunk real quick. Uh, I know Kate has been playing it. I've been playing it on PS5. A little humble brag. Uh, what do you think of the game? Have you had any troubles with it? 
Yeah, I had a ton of shovels. Really? I played it on the old Xbox One. Oh, uh, so the old gens are what the pro where the problems lie. Yeah, I played PS5s and I have not seen really any problems. The one thing that I see, and maybe it's a part of the game, is I won't spoil the game, but like there's a lot of moments where it goes black and then it saves. But there was one moment where literally, I swear to God, for like 20 minutes, it probably saved it like seven times. I was like, this is so weird. <laughs> yeah, I haven't seen that. But when the game runs, it's really good. Like, yeah. Really good game. The detail is crazy. The storyline is cool. Um, I hope at some point they put an online version in it. Um, it it's dope. Is it, it as glitchy as Red Dead Redemption 2? That was what I hear on Twitter. It's worse. Depends on what, what you play it on. The online part of Red Dead was yeah. glitchy. The game itself was fine, right? Yeah. Worst I, dollars I ever spent in my life. <laughs> if you have the next-gen console, I'd highly recommend Cyberpunk. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm, it, it's a dope story. It's cool. Okay. I want to get to these top five, so let's, let's do this. Update, I don't have PS5 still, if anyone's curious. Yeah. That's <laughs> tough, ain't it? You see it. You hate to see I've it. I've kind of given up at this point. I haven't tried. 2021 will be better. Okay, so we're at the moment that you've all been waiting for. This is where we will rank our top five albums, songs, movies, TV shows, and sports moments from 2020. Anything from January 1 to December 31st, even though it's only December 23rd, is eligible um so if you really wanted to you can go on twitter and update your list you know if you feel the need to do that a lot of red pending exactly so we will go back and forth between ty cam Cade in descending order and give our reasonings behind our selections with each one i'm sitting this one out so you'll have to wait for my top 10 list on the og pod but spoiler alert it will probably be way different than these scrubs okay okay how do we are you are we all gonna give five? No, so here's, here's go five, four, three, no, two, one. No. So here's how we're gonna do it. So Ty's gonna say his five, Cam's gonna say his five, Kate's gonna say okay. his five. I thought you said that. Are we you, all gonna give our five? Okay, yes, that's how we're gonna do it. And you don't have to give me like the paragraph version, but you can give me like a small take with each one. So all right. So Ty, we're gonna start with songs. All right, and I I will heat on all of you guys with these. So that's gonna be my part in this. I'm, I, with, with top five, I mean, I think you're gonna so, get... songs is the hardest one, honestly. Like yeah. you can make a list have, of hundred songs. I may have missed some, but you know, these are my most enjoyable songs. So starting at number five, Martin and Gina by Poto G. Okay. Uh, uh, That's a great pick. You don't have to give a take if you don't want to. Right? It's just, that, you know. I, I really like Polo G. If I had to give like a breakout artist of the year, that, I mean, he, I really like Polo G. I don't know if Trey's listened to him or not. I've listened uh, to the album. But yeah, I really, I really like this song. It's probably my favorite song on the album. And by the way, I just want to throw this out. I know we're all hip hop guys, but this is overall so i mean you can throw some t-swift in there if you need the you need to you know it's it's yeah, overall it's not just hip-hop but yeah go ahead all right cam you're up number five all right so starting off at number five i'm going with the heavy hitter right off the bat and i'm going with laugh now cry later cry later with drake and lil dirk okay all right all right okay you're up number five for me number five i got for the night pop smoke really Ooh. good song you guys you got are big, both babies on there. 
Rip, rip to pop smoke. All right, Ty, number four song. All right. This could arguably be a lot higher, but I'm putting it at the number four spot. WAP. Mega Stallion and Cardi B. <laughs> okay. All right. Honorable mentions. So let me ask you guys this. Let me ask you guys this. Are, are these your favorites or are these what I always say is like the body of work? So it's like the, the interconnection, the intersection of like enjoyment, popularity, and like like critically acclaimed. critically acclaimed that's where sure. yeah and that's, right. what, that's me, what i was kind of shooting for was a nice mix of all that yeah, right. mine is kind of a mix but mostly just it, what i enjoyed the most and that's fair it's different for everybody so i'm just i'm just clarifying so all right cam your number four song all right my number four would be one of my most highly anticipated songs of all time it finally came out after a couple of years it's myron by lil uzi vert how the hell do you even spell that? <laughs> M-Y-R-O-N. Okay. Cool. All right, uh, Cade, you're up. Number four. This is my big sleeper song, PTSD by G Herbo. Okay. I think this is a great song, and it talks about some mental problems that rappers yeah. have. With That's good one. Like Chance the Rapper's on that, right? Like there's, there's some features on there's that. There's a lot of features. It's all Chicago rappers except for Uzi, because Uzi's on that, right? Yeah. Really yeah. good. All right, Ty, you're up with the number three song of 2020. Number three for my list is Mr. Right Now. Oh, big 21 Savage. Okay. I'm, I'm writing these will, all down so we yeah, have the list. I will. This, I, this is my favorite song on the album uh, Savage Mode 2. Uh, Drake in 21. I love this freaking combo. They do such great work together. I wish they would put out more songs together. Mm -hmm. I bet you it'll be on uh, Lover Boy. All right, Cam. Number uh, my number three, I may have previously claimed to be my favorite song of this year, but that was when it originally came out. We've got more stuff since then. But I'm going to go with the very talented Gifted by Corday featuring Roddy Rich. Nice. I will say I think that his other song is better personally, but yeah, and I, they're two different styles, so I think you could go with either one really. Troubles. I am looking forward to his next album though. Yeah. All right, uh, Cade, number three, what you got? Number three, I got "Laugh Now, Cry Later." Got to do Drake's single. Okay, yeah. I respect it. Um, I'm making sure I, I write this list down so I can. You know, laugh at you guys when my list becomes so much better. Okay. Lowry's <laughs> <laughs> copying off ours. Tied to your number two. Number two for me. Uh, this might come as a little bit of a shocker for some, but Myron, Lil Uzi. <laughs> oh, let's go. I see you working. I will say I got to give a little shout out to Cam on this one. He put me on to Lil Uzi. Uh, I really, really like this song. I, I wanted – there's probably – Three in the in the running for Lil Uzi Vert for the two spot. I really they'll be on my honorable mentions. Uh, uh, that way and P three also could have threw threw those in there. I really like Lotus as well. Uh, but Lil Uzi Vert killed killed it in um, uh, twenty twenty. He he, uh, he showed out. At the end, we I didn't put this on there, but we can say our MVPs if you want to. But um, yeah, okay. Uh, Cam, your number two song. 
All right, my number two song, Trey, you may appreciate it. I'm going with the OG. I'm going to go with The Climb Back by J. Cole. Nice. After a very disappointing snow on the bluff, he came right back with this, and this is exactly the J. Cole I like to hear. I That is a great song. I, I'm excited for the fall off. I still have a little bit of hope it may come in 2020. We'll see. All right, what do you got, Cade, your number two song? For my number two, I got Blinding Lights by The Weeknd. Okay. Exactly. That's, a, that's a chart topper for sure. Got snubbed. A yes. Did, I don't think did we talk about Grammys on the last pod? Um, that may have been the OG one, but oh my god, yeah, you guys such a snub, dude! I'm so fucked about that at the Grammys. Okay, uh, Ty, your number one song of 2020. All right, number one. Sometimes we laugh, sometimes we cry. There it is. There it is. <laughs> That's a fair pick. That's a fair pick. That was my favorite song of the year. I've been bumping it since it dropped out. Uh, great song by Drake and uh, Lil Durk. They you, got, you guys all have uh, Laugh Now, Cry Later on your list, so it must be a good song. All right, Cam, your number one song of two. Right. My number one song of this year, and it is not even close. None of these songs even compare. It's The Bigger Picture by Lil Baby. Okay. And Lil That's Baby, this is his first crack at real lyricism. And this song was an absolute anthem for the Black Lives Matter movement, and it's absolute flames. Okay. Good song. Honorable mention for me. Solid song. I copied Cam. One song. I copied Cam. I'm not even that big of a little baby fan, but this song is 2020. The Bigger Picture. All right. The Bigger Picture, 2020. So, to reiterate, Ty has Laugh Now, Cry Later by Drake, Myron by Lil Uzi Vert, Mr. Right Now by 21 Savage and Drake, Watt by Cardi B, Meg The Stallion, Martin and Gina by Polo G, Cam has The Bigger Picture, Lil Baby, The Climb Back by J. Cole, Gifted by Corday, Myron by Lil Uzi Vert, and Laugh Now, Cry Later by Drake. Cade has The Bigger Picture by the Lil Baby, Blinding Lights by The Weeknd, Laugh Now, Cry Later by Drake, PTSD by G. Herbo, and For the Night by Pop Smoke. Uh... We did awesome. Oh, albums. That's albums. what this one is. All right. We are sticking with the music. Let's go albums. Oh, I see it right there. Yeah, my top five. My fifth one. <laughs> All right. Kick I'm it up. off with your I'll number five up. album of the year. I just want to preface this by saying uh, I was unsure whether uh, Juice World's album was released in 2019 or 2020. Okay. Uh, so... It was 2020. It was 2020. Yeah. I thought it was 2019. It definitely would have been on my list. You can so, still make it on somewhere. your list. Well, I'll figure that out as go. I'm, okay. I got my list written down. We're just going to stick with it. Number okay. five, uh, got Savage Mode 2 by 21 Savage. All right. <laughs> Savage Mode 2, 21 Savage. This, I, I will the, say, I'll give you a little commentary on this. Yeah. Uh, a huge leap in terms of 21 Savage, I think, as an artist, as a... Uh, Productive value on this album. Morgan Freeman, absolute stunner. That's the best it. part of the album. It, and I I really enjoyed it. It was a fun album. Um, I really, really liked it. I find myself listening to it all the time, different songs, um, all the way through. Uh, really good album, 21 Savage. Shout out. I thought it was going to be fun to shit on your guys' thing, but we don't have enough time. So. <laughs> 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 these lists are so much different than mine it's just hilarious but all right cam your number five right. album uh, 
I'll preface with Legends Never Die as well. Didn't make my top five, but RIP Juice World. It was an honorable mention for me. It's so hard when you have to cut it down to five. Like, mm-hmm. even ten is, like, hard, but five would be hard. Yeah. yeah. So my number five was Another Man That Has Passed Away, and it's Shoot for the Stars, Aim for the Moon by Pop Smoke. 50 Cent did a great job putting together this post on this album, about as good of a job as you could have done. And I was never a big Pop Smoke fan, really, until this album right here. So shout out 50 Cent for that one. And you rock with the Woo Wednesday. Woo Wednesday. Back Wednesday, baby. Back Wednesdays. Okay, cool. Cade, what do you got for five? Number five, I got Virgo World by Lil Tecca. This man is a young star. Virgo World. V-I-R-G-O. Okay. Give this album a listen. Uh, Yeah, yeah. Okay. Is that just Lil Tecca, or is that... uh, Didn't he have, like, the internet money or something? That's a different album. It was on that album, but it wasn't his. Okay, okay. All right, cool. Yeah. Lil Tecca. All right, number... Yep, go ahead, Ty, number four. The album that got snubbed from the Grammys, uh, probably one of the most top-charting albums of the year. We're going to throw in After Hours by The Weeknd. I respect it. All right, um, Cam, number four. Yeah, the artist I was just introduced to this year and I'm very high on is The Goat by Polo G. Okay. The Goat, Polo G, number four. Cade, what's your four? For four, I have Legends Never Die by Juice World. I think this album was put together perfectly for his posthumous album. Posthumous. Right? Um, yeah, he, you know, just, again, he, his, he doesn't make my favorite music, but just a talent that was gone way too soon, you can, you know, just, it's, it's prevalent when you listen to his music, so it's too bad. But, uh, all right, let's keep it going. Tie number three. I know this will probably be on Trey's list somewhere. I'm not sure where it will rank, but no pressure by Logic. Nice. Hey, really, no really, enjoyed, really enjoyed this album from Logic. Um, for me, it really felt like a <clears throat> accumulation of all of his best work from uh, the start of Under Pressure, his career, um, into one. Uh, really enjoyed uh, front to back. Really good work out of Logic. That's my number three. It, all right, let's keep it moving. Cam, right. number three. Number three, the biggest snub. I'm, gonna, I'm going after hours. This album is fire from top to bottom. Can't miss. Yeah. I I couldn't agree more. It's a great album. All right, Kane, you're number three. Also after hours. Nice. Ooh. All right. So it uh, the weekend makes everybody's list. Let's keep it going. Ty, you got number two. Number two. Let me pull it up real quick. I clicked out of it for a second. What are you doing? Um, number two, I'm guessing this might be Cam's number one. Going to be <laughs> Eternal to Take by Lil Uzi. Okay. Uh, really got into Lil Uzi this year. Uh, enjoyed, Unfortunately. I, I enjoyed Eternal to Take. I think this dropped like right before COVID like, really hit. Mm-hmm. Um, I found myself listening through all the way through the pandemic. A lot of fun songs on here. Lil Lizzie Burt did his thing, um, so it was really good. That's my number two. Okay, uh, Cam, your number two. All right, my number two will be the artist that has grown the most from last year, this year for me, and that's Lil Baby. That man, it's my turn by Lil Baby. Recent vinyl purchase, this album, every single song is an absolute hit. I was thinking that was your number one. I'm, I'm 
Oh, I know what your number one is. I'm, I'm very high on low base, though. I'm very <laughs> high on low base. I was trying to do the process of elimination, but okay. Cade, what's yours? I have Shoot for the Stars, Aim for the Moon by Pop Smoke. Going into this album, I never listened to Pop Smoke. Like, I've, I've never even heard of him. I was told to listen to it, and it blew me out of the water. I was so shocked. It was so I, I'm interested to see Ty's uh, number one here. I know. I think... Everyone's going to be a little bit surprised by it. Um, I first want to shout out to Cam Armstrong for putting me on Polo G, wow. the GOAT. I enjoyed this album so much. Front to back, <laughs> this was a really, really good album. I think he's going to be a superstar in the coming. He can. Uh, he has lyricism, wordplay. He has fun. He can do a little bit of the trap rap as well. I can do a little bit of everything. I enjoyed this album front to back. Uh not a whole lot of that I wanted to skip on it, um, but it was a close, close tie. Like really, could have put Eternal to take up there. A toss up. Uh, a toss up. Um, but I do want before we finish out my list, uh, Juice World's posthumous album would have been on my list, uh, probably in anywhere from the two to four range. Uh, probably would have knocked off Savage Mode too. Okay, Cam, your oh, come on guys, not even a question. Eternal Take, Lil Uzi Vert. I'll never forget where I was when I first listened to this album. The first three songs just had me absolutely enthralled. I was, I've been waiting for this album for so long, and for it to pan out in the first three songs, and that's all I needed really for it to work for me. For the rest of the album to be an absolute hit is just all big W. Shout out to my man Lil Uzi. <laughs> Cade, do I even need to ask? I have a copy and paste. Eternal Take. <laughs> Good. amazing album it's so hard to live up to that much hype and he did it it's so fresh so clean thing that like jesus okay um i will say i think you guys have uh, two of the albums that are uh, out of the three of you i think two of them are gonna make my list so we're gonna have a lot of diversity when it comes to mine compared to yours all right, let's keep it moving. Now we're going to go to the TV movie realm. Uh, let's keep it going with TV. Tiger, number five TV show. Number five. Um, this is a show I just recently started, and I'm enjoying it. I uh, hope it sustains the um, in engagement throughout. Little Fires Everywhere. I'm, I'm, nice. I'm enjoying that one right now. Yeah, I've heard really good things about that. That's Hulu, right? Yes. Yep, I've heard good things about that one. All right, Cam, you're number five. Uh, I'm going to roll with a very popular show lately that I've been seeing all over the place. It's The Queen's Gambit. Nice. Number five. Wow. That is a, a solid show. Do you, do you feel like you could, do you feel like, you feel like you could uh, play some chess now? I mean, I, I knew how to play chess. Could I play chess at that level? God, no. <laughs> all right, Cade. What's your number five TV show? Three TV shows. It's the only ones I've seen this year. You have how many? Three. Okay, you're a scrub, but go ahead. Uh, my third one is the Holiday Baking Championship. Been watching it with my mom. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> what? Uh, All right. Uh, I guess we'll go number four for Ty. Number four for me, Mandalorian. Uh, really good, front to back. Uh, back half carried a little bit more than the front half, but really enjoyed it. Uh, looking forward to the third season. All right, Cam. Number four for you. All right, I'll get some anime representation. My number four, I'm going My Hero Academia Season 4. Jesus. 
making me spell stuff now. Just type MHA in all caps. Yeah, it's all good. Um, okay, Cade, uh, your number two. For my number two, I also have My Hero Academia. It's My Hero Academia? Yeah. Oh, okay. Sorry. Okay. Um, copy and paste. Little little uh, representation of the anime. Ty, you're number three. Number three, I think, was uh, a show that maybe encapsulated everyone at some point in 2020. Tiger King. During the pandemic. I did, I've never watched uh, it. Only way to describe it is a train train wreck that you can't look away from it. Joe Exotic, Carol Bask, a uh, super interesting, uh, not the most, you know, deep, but uh, <laughs> but it was very awesome, very entertaining. My number three. Okay. Cam, you're number three. Solid, solid pick. I forgot about Tiger King. Um, I'm going with Mandalorian season two. Okay, Mando. Mando. We we have discussed Mando, so I guess you don't need really any commentary for that. Oh, All right. Hey, you're number one, and you're messing up the, the flow here, but it's okay. What's your number one show of 2020? The Mandalorian. Mandalorian. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I ruined your announcement. <laughs> so you hear what I have for movies. All right. That's fair. That's fair. <laughs> Do you have two movies or something? I'll let you know when we get there. Keep it moving. Keep it going. Tired. This was probably the most surprised I've ever been after watching a, a show that raised my expectations or blew my expectations, however you want to put it. The Queen's Gambit, going into it, did not really think I was going to enjoy it on the surface. A, a show about chess, didn't really think it was going to be that interesting. Blew my mind, makes me want to buy a chessboard, learn chess, become a grandmaster. That's on my bucket list for, for 2021. Going to be playing some chess. Queen's Gambit really enjoyed you it. You want to know why you enjoyed it so much and because you enjoyed it despite it being a chess story? Sure. Because it's character driven. It's about the character. That's writing uh, one-on-one for you guys. All right, number two, Cam. Uh, I'm going with my favorite show from this year. Uh, maybe not my favorite, but I really do like the show. It's really fun. And that's Dave, season one. I watched that one too. Damn, I could have had five. <laughs> yeah, I forgot about it. Dave probably would have been on my list. All right. So show of 2020, Ty. Um, I hope this was in 2020. But, <laughs> oh, God, we're uh, going to flame you. But Ozark? Yeah, All right, sick. That for sure. I was um, going to say, I thought you guys were going to forget about that. I was going to flame you so hard. No, I, <laughs> when I was thinking about it, I didn't know if it was 2019 or 2020, yeah. but season was it season three of ozark yes season three of ozark super interesting compelling uh how about the ending the ending was epic insane uh, looking forward to season four marty bird i think uh is a super super sick character um really enjoyed it every episode left you wanting more and i'm i want more ozark looking forward to season four season four is cut into two and the final one fun fact okay cam you're Number yeah, surprise, I, surprise I didn't see this on Ty's list, you know, and you guys may have forgot that this was the beginning, very beginning of this year, but that's Power Season 6. Oh, yeah. Forgot about Are you that. watching Ghost? You're not watching Ghost, though. Shh, chill with that. Chill with that. <laughs> All right. A couple, right. couple honorable mentions. I will, I'll throw Power in there. Forgot about Dave. Definitely throw in Dave. Um, and I know this wasn't 
made in 2020, but we rewatched it in 2020. Um, it captured the child and, and everyone that watched it. Avatar was a pandemic watch for me. Love that show. Uh, it doesn't get much better in terms of anime than that. All right, let's just keep it moving. We've been uh, doing- <laughs> <laughs> that was the worst statement ever. <laughs> um, all right, so we're going to do movies now. Ty, your number five movie of 2020. My number, uh, I want to preface this by saying, didn't watch a ton of movies this year. Uh, so I'm going to start out with number five, a uh, movie that I honestly didn't really enjoy that much. Uh, <laughs> but it's my number five, Tenet. I was a little uh, disappointed. Didn't really live up to the hype. Yeah. Uh, but my number five. Did you see it in theaters? How'd you? Uh, okay, I won't ask. That's fine. Uh, Cam, you're number five. All right, I've only seen one movie this entire year. Oh, uh, no way. Yeah, seriously, I was looking. I couldn't find a single one after Tenet. Oh my God, y'all are scrubbing. So I've only seen Tenet, and I hated it. <laughs> oh, but it's his number one. It's my number one movie because it's the only one I've seen. Yeah, I have five. Yeah, I mean, there. I have a bunch of. I have honorable mention movies. Okay, uh, Cade, how many do you have? Are you the same way? I have seen zero movies this year. Oh, God. You guys are screwed None up. have come out. There's so many, like, Netflix and Hulu, and, like, there's a bunch of movies on there. All right. Anyway, it's all good. It's all good. Ty, uh, 1917. Uh, we'll just rock through my list. Yeah, uh, rock four is, I think it was just a Netflix movie, uh, The Five Bloods. Uh, very good. interesting. I... Didn't quite live up to my expectations. Uh, I was looking for a little bit more, but it's still really interesting and enjoyed it pretty well. Uh, we stay, yeah, just keep it going. Number three. Me. Number three might be a little bit of a shocker for folks, but uh, Mulan, the live action. I haven't uh, seen it. Is it good? It is very good. Uh, deviates a little bit from... I'm okay uh, with that, though, a from little bit. the animated, but... I need to watch uh, that. Enjoyed it. Very interesting. Uh, shout out Milan. That's my number three. Uh, number two, I don't know if you consider this a movie, but I consider it a movie, The Social Dilemma. Yeah. Uh, I blows your mind if you haven't watched it. Uh, I would recommend the Armstrong Boys watch it. It blows your mind about it social media. and I um, turn my social media notifications off after watching it. it You're it, built different, Trey. I am. Very good. Uh, changes the way you look at things. Um, would recommend it to anyone out there listening who hasn't watched it. Uh, very powerful. Um, and then my number Your one. Your number one show of I, 2020. My number or movie, one movie, I would assume this is probably going to be on Trey's uh, in top five range. Trial of the Chicago 7. Uh, fantastic storytelling here. Uh, and I want to give a shout out to uh, Borat. Forgetting his name right now. Oh, yeah, that's um, not Sasha Barry Cohen does an absolutely brilliant job uh, kind of going into this. Didn't know much about the story of the trial of Chicago 7. Uh, it encapsulated me. Uh, felt like I wanted to be there alongside them. Uh, did a really incredible job. Would recommend anyone who hasn't watched it. Armstrong boys, check this one out. The one the uh, the part where he, where they ask him, "What would you do for this cause?" and he said, "Or what would you give for this cause?" Mm-hmm. and he says, "My life." Yo, and then at the end, like it, it gave me goosebumps. Fanta- at the end. It is a really movie. good movie. I'm, yeah. I'm big Borat too. My number one movie. Yes, 
You watched that one, yeah. I just, yeah, I just remembered it after he said Borat. So yeah, no, Borat Two is my number one movie. Borat Two, it's a hilarious movie. It, it's better it, than Tenet. It may or may not make my list. So at least I understood what was going on in the movie. <laughs> right. All right, let's uh, keep it going with the final category: sports moments of 2020. Do you guys have these ones? I am all ready to go for this one. All right, Ty, cool. you're number five. I will start start out saying this is a tough year for sports. Yes, I think. Um, nonetheless, there are a lot of good things happening, and I'm excited that we have sports back. You can even uh, go all the way back to you know like Super Bowl. Like before COVID, but uh, so I'm gonna say number five, uh, Sarah Fuller, the kicker for Vanderbilt. Uh, I think that incredible story, good for the sport. Um, looking forward to seeing more women be involved in in, in football in general. Uh, it's it's good for the sport, good for the culture, and that's my number five sport moment. All right, Cam, you're five. All right, my number five is the Tampa Bay Rays beating the Houston Astros because the whole baseball world wanted to see it. All right. I respect it. Nobody likes cheaters, right? Exactly. All right, Cade, what's your five? All right. You might think this one's a little funny, but I do have some reasoning behind it. Nate Robinson getting knocked out by Logan Paul. <laughs> <laughs> I just like how this little boxing match against a YouTuber and a 40-year-old NBA retiree is so big and i just think it's funny is it jake uh, paul or logan it was jake logan. it was jake paul or one of them he wants know. mcgregor now yeah no, no. robinson to he, connor mcgregor literally reaching for the money that's all it is all right number four ty number four for me uh it's not really necessarily like a positive moment but i think it's something that we all experienced together and i don't think we'll ever forget it but March Madness getting canceled, uh, I think, took everyone by surprise. And it was kind of really one of the big moments for me that realized that we might not get sports for a very long time during this pandemic. Right. Um, and it was kind of the first domino that fell. Um, not really a exciting moment, but a moment nonetheless in, in that sports we'll history yep. that we'll remember. That's my number four. Yep. All right, Cam, you're four. I'll keep that trend going with my number four. It's not exactly a positive moment, depending on how you look at it, but it's the NBA players refusing to play playoff games for the social justice. I like that. That's a good one. All right, uh, Cade, you're, you're, uh, you're four. My number four is the Nuggets coming with two back-to-back 3-1 lead or comebacks in the playoffs. Oh, that was awesome. That was sweet. No, oh, it was not awesome. It was the worst moment ever. <laughs> All right, Ty, let's keep it going because we have our mom yelling at us that we have to have a Christmas party in a little bit. So. Um, number three for me, keeping it short and quick, happened recently, Notre Dame getting into the college football playoffs. <laughs> uh, that's a big moment for Notre Dame. Uh, I really hope they live up to our incredibly high standards. They need to win one of these big games. I hope they take out Alabama in the playoffs. I hope, but I'm not getting my hopes up. <laughs> All right, Cam, uh, you're three. All right, I'll do a very cool moment, which was the Phoenix Suns going 8-0 in the bubble. I remember the excitement around the game after that that they played where it wasn't in their hands, watching, rooting for a team that's not even the Suns to, so the Suns can get in. 
My number three is uh, BYU versus Coastal Carolina. The stars aligned for this game. Two undefeated teams. They get a chance to play, which would strengthen the record, maybe get them into the playoffs. And it came down. It was a nail-biter. <laughs> you were hoping they would get in the playoffs. <laughs> All right, Ty, you're number keeping two. It, keeping it rolling, number two. Um LeBron James getting his fourth ring. The Lakers winning uh, the NBA championship in a bubble. Uh, that's my number two. Uh, the bubble in general was super, super fun to watch. I'm glad we finally got some sports back. And I can't believe the NBA season is already back again. Looking yeah, forward to LeBron and AD defending their title. Uh, but that's my number uh, two moment, sports moment of the year, LeBron getting his ring. All right, Cam, you're number two. I'm going with uh, the Dodgers winning the World Series. All right. Um, My number two, I have Cody Bellinger's home run in the NLCS Game 7 to take the lead. That was just insane to watch. NLCS, you said? Yeah. Okay. Ty, your number one sports moment of 2020. My my number one sports moment of the year, um, it's not really a happy one, and I think – Kobe Bryant's passing, I think, affected us all in a different way. But just seeing how the community came together in NBA, um, I seriously, I was, like, sad about this for, like, multiple weeks at a time. Um, and for me, that was – it's probably really the first time, like, a, someone that you watched and someone that taught you so much about competitiveness and being a, a, a good athlete – uh, seeing that transpire and then his daughter on top of it uh, was a huge sports moment. It was a huge moment in the world. Um, and I, it really, I'll never forget that. I remember hearing it for the first time exactly where I was at um, and sharing that moment with, with the people that around me. Um, and I'm not even the, the biggest Laker fan. I yeah. wasn't even the biggest uh, Kobe fan. Same. But it just affected yeah. the world so much and everyone was drawn in um, and how that affected everyone. That's why it's my number one sports moment of the year. Yeah, I would agree. With, I'm not even a huge, I wasn't even a huge Kobe fan, but I cried about this. Like it, it's, it was crazy. Very sad. So, all right, uh, Cam, your number one sports moment of 2020. Yeah. So my sports moment is directly tied in with Kobe passing. It, it, it was the Lakers first game after Kobe's passing. I, uh, I tuned into this game and the ceremony they had for when LeBron was speaking to the fans. And I, I just had tears in my eyes the whole time. Cause I, I do remember Kobe passing away and I, I love Kobe. Like I was, am I a Lakers fan? No, I'm Clippers till I die. But I mean, I've always been loved Kobe cause the NBA is very star driven. And when LeBron threw down that same dunk that Kobe had that one time to have the presence of mind, he's like, Oh, I'm wide open. I'm gonna do the same dunk Kobe did. It just it was just oh my goodness. Yeah, I don't even know how to describe it. I don't have words to describe it. So it was my number one. Cool. All right, Kate, your number one sports moment of twenty twenty. Mine is uh LeBron getting his fourth ring. I think this was really important for his legacy. Maybe he can be in GOAT talks now, but probably not. <laughs> but we'll see. I definitely is in GOAT talks. He's what? the GOAT. <laughs> I mean, if he didn't win that, his people this year. He might have retired. I mean, if he lost to the Miami Heat, yes. 
All right. Um, just real quick, do you guys have any off the dome MVPs that you want to talk about or no? Like of the whole year or like yeah. what? Across all of pop culture, who dominated pop culture, if you uh, had to say. It could yeah, be a sports yeah, guy, it could be a music, uh, movies, anything. Is anyone going but me? You can go. I have a few. Go ahead, Cam. Um, I'm just going to give one, and it's because it's not even he didn't make the best album this year, but I'm going with Lil Baby. Okay. His, cultural, his cultural impact and the music he dropped was amazing this year. Okay. A uh, few MVPs for me of 2020. Uh, I think Lozy had a really good standout year with uh, Eternal It Take and the Deluxe and Pluto times Baby Pluto. Uh, a lot of good music he put out. Uh, Polo G, I don't know if you put him in the MVP category, but I stand out. Um, and I think the MVP of 2020, uh, uh, two MVPs, is uh, my man Joe Biden and Kamala Harris uh, saving the day. Um, <laughs> Respect. Uh, giving us a hope of normalcy. Um, so those are my MVPs right there. Uh, Joe Biden and Kamala Harris. Um, shout out to them for saving humanity. <laughs> I like it. Uh, guys, 2020 has sucked, and uh, we found some normalcy and you know, the things that have kept us entertained. Um, and it was fun to look back. And these are my favorite types of podcasts because we do look back. Um, I will be revealing my top 10 list on the next OG podcast coming in the next, you know, probably week because uh, next week is New Year's. So uh, look out for that. But it was fun to break it down with you guys and everybody who's watching, you know, shout out to these uh, scrubs and debate them on Twitter and all that. And uh, hopefully in 2021, the scrubs will get bigger and better and it'll be fun. So um, two fly tie tie, glove lender, Cam, Cade. The Turtle Killer, thank you guys for uh, creating this podcast and being here with me. And uh, I think that's all we have. I'll be back for more. Any last words? Scrubs. Scrubs. <laughs>